Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Saturday. Really glad you can join us for a weekend edition. We've got a great show for you, a lot of news to put out today. We're going to focus a lot on the FBI. I wanted you to hear from a whistleblower, another whistleblower. Earlier in the week, as you know, you had the opportunity to hear from Steve Friend, the man who, the FBI agent who just quit the FBI after being denied pay for 150 days without ever being accused of anything wrong. Well, he's blowing the whistle on the FBI's January 6th civil liberties abuses that he says he witnessed and, friend, has told Congress about a secret quota system that kind of pushes FBI agents to pursue certain numbers of cases, whether the evidence is there or not. Or in one case, as he said, he was asked to delay the prosecution or arrest of a person so that the statistic could move into another year. Now, that's insane. If that happened, public safety could easily have been put at risk, certainly. That was a big interview. A lot of people talking about that. A lot of members of Congress focused on it. But today, I want you to hear an interview Amanda and I did earlier in the week with Kyle Serafin. He is an FBI agent that blew the whistle on what was going on in the Washington field office. That's the office that Jim Jordan and the Weaponization Committee are really focused on. That's where allegedly whistleblowers claim that a Hunter Biden investigation got deep six for politics and a Donald Trump investigation got started without a predicate. But Kyle Serafin is going to talk a little bit about that. Kyle Serafin brought to light in the last couple of weeks a story that we broke here at Just the News and on the television show. And that was the memo warning that Catholics who prefer the Latin mass pose a greater risk of white supremacy and extremism and domestic terrorism threats. Obviously, the FBI withdrew that after we began reporting on it. Kyle Serafin got it from his sources on the inside of the FBI, but he's got a lot more he wants to share about that today. And I want you to hear that. It's going to be a really good conversation. And then last night, we broke a story about the Defense Department alerting Congress that it improperly sent the private personnel files of a dozen service members to a research firm tied to the Democratic Party. This is personnel stuff that's supposed to be private, like a sexual assault that former House Republican candidate Jennifer Ruth Green endured. And it got leaked to the media. So the Pentagon gives it to Democratic research firm. Democratic research firm allegedly gives it to the media. And one of the most sankerset private things that a person could go through the horror of a sexual assault gets bantied about in the headlines. A lot of angry people about this. You saw the letter that we broke from Congressman James Comer and the chairman, Mike Rogers, of the House 
Armed Services Committee. But Cash Patel, he used to work as the chief of staff of the Pentagon. He knows how the Pentagon does things. He knows how these things could or could not have happened. He's going to join us in the second block of the show and uh, talk a little bit about uh, what he thinks really went on and why this is such an egregious moment in the Pentagon's history, why members of all political persuasion, Republican, Democrat, independent, agnostic politician, why we all should be concerned about what went on here. This is an unbelievable political offense to our great fighting men and women in the armed services. And uh, Cash Patel is going to put that into perspective for us. Then we'll take a break and we'll turn to the issue of Second Amendment. Willis Lee from the National Rifle Association and Eric Pratt from Gun Owners of America are going to join us. We're going to talk about all the big litigations, all the big efforts to reign in the Second Amendment unlawfully and to stop those actions from occurring. We're going to get a good update from Willis Lee and Eric Pratt, who were kind enough to join us on the TV show, Amanda and I, earlier this week. So that's our show today. Cash Patel, FBI whistleblower, Kyle Serafin, Willis Lee, and Eric Pratt from two great Second Amendment organizations, back to back to back to back to back. But before we go, hey, I want to mention one thing. We've got an incredible partnership with our good friends that produce the liver health formula, something that I take regularly now because I am in that age group that needs to be thinking about getting healthier. And your liver is one of those great organs we take for granted. But here is a pretty remarkable statistic you may not have heard. Americans, adults who have a fatty liver, this is according to the American Heart Association, so the premier experts for heart health, right? Americans with fatty livers are 3.5 times more likely to have heart failure than those without. 3.5 times. That is a really significant risk. Not worth taking. Let's not take that risk. The American Liver Foundation, another great health expert in our, in our country, says 100 million Americans currently have a fatty liver. That's pretty scary. What does that mean? Way too many people are at risk and way too many people could prevent this risk. So why not get ahead of it? You know, we talk about cholesterol and getting healthier with that. We talk about alcohol and toxins. Be careful with Tylenol, statins, cigarettes. We got the list of things that we're trying to stay on top of to be healthy, but you may not be thinking a fatty liver is a risk to you, but it, it is. And what happens is if you have a fatty liver, you're sluggish, you gain weight, you lose energy, and you're putting your heart at enormous risk of future failure. So why not cast all that away? For decades now, your liver helped you with over 500 key functions. It's time for you to help your liver, right? That's what I've been doing. It's why I am a big believer in liver health formula. It's an all-natural supplement which contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. In other words, make sure it doesn't become fatty. You can try liver health formula and receive five free gifts when you order today, because we have a special partnership here at Just the News at John Solomon Reports. So first, you're going to get a free bottle of the nano-powered omega-3 to keep your heart healthy. I love this powder. It is amazing. You take a little bit. You are feeling great. You know that you're helping out. And what you need to monitor and make this a success story for you are the four free ebooks that come along with that offer. So you get a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3 and four books ebooks to help you get read up and ready to understand how liver health formula is an important part of your health prevention, your health fitness program. So here's how you're going to get started on this thing. Do this, folks. Do it. Don't do it for me. 
do it for yourself because a fatty liver is a ticket to future health problems. Go to getliverhelp.com, getliverhelp.com slash just news. Get those five gifts, the free bottle of the nano powered omega three and uh, of course, the four books that help you read up. You will be wiser and you'll be on the course to a healthier future. You're going to take care of your liver because it's been taking care of you. All right, go one more time. Here it is. Getliverhelp.com slash Just News. A very special offer from our friends at the Liver Health Formula team. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, FBI whistleblower Kyle Serafin. He is an FBI agent that blew the whistle on what was going on in the Washington field office. We'll have that right after this. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you your 100% money-back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order, plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. 
Our next guest knows a thing about, or two about whistleblowing. He began his career, of course, at the famed FBI Academy in Quantico in the summer of 2016 and quickly assigned after graduation to the Washington field office. But just years later, uh, in fact, just last year, when the Bureau suspended him and his security clearance following his submissions and protected whistleblower discussion, uh, disclosures to the U.S. House and Senate Judiciary Committees. That brave whistleblower, well, he's joining us now. He's got his own podcast called The Kyle Serafin Show, and he is Kyle Serafin. Kyle, great to have you on the show. Hey, thanks, John. Hi, Amanda. You have sort of become a, a really big center point in the FBI community for all those who want to fix the FBI, who want to get it right, get it back to its story tradition of investigating crimes and not playing politics. Today, Steve Friend has to leave the FBI. He has to, ends up resigning because he has to feed his family simply because he was denied a paycheck for blowing the whistle. Your, your uh, thoughts on Steve Friend? I know you've gotten to know him pretty well over the last few months. Yeah, Steve and I have never met in person, but I love Steve like a brother now. We talk almost every day, and uh, I'm really proud of what he's done. I'm really proud of what he did in the uh, the committee um, deposition that he went through. He shared with me some of the highlights or the lowlights from the other side, and it sounds very funny. The sad thing is is that we're in a partisan environment where Democrats that are uh, interviewing him, they're trying to basically just impugn his honor, and they don't want to try to see if there's something that should be fixed. Um, I, I can just say that the FBI is not a weapon that should be used by anybody. It's like the ring of power if you want to be nerdy about it. Um, it's the it's the Lord of the Rings ring of power that should be thrown in the fire because if anybody wields it politically, it's incredibly dangerous for everybody and it, it can't be wielded. It's just not one of those things that human beings have the ability to do. And they do have some almost, we won't say godlike, but they have some incredibly uh, you know powerful tools that can be used against Americans. So all these things are incredibly dangerous if you want to put a partisan slant. And, and now 50% of our country is looking at them like the enemy, which is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, bad yeah. It's terrifying to see. And I know one of the things you've spoken out about uh, most vocally is the fact that rather than it being you know, a law enforcement organization, that these tools have been turned back on the American people in, in an intelligence gathering type way. And because of your podcast and because of your courage, I know you have become a, a resource for other people who want to come out and speak like Steve Friend. And John and I always pose this question to folks who, who have been or are even still in uh, the FBI in some capacity. Is it time to completely overhaul it, get rid of it, reform it? What is the best way going forward? Because we've heard both opinions, that it's time to just toss it, start over, and some people who say, no, 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 it's a storied institution, it needs to be kept around, we just need to make changes. Well, I mean, that is the question. That's the question right now. I don't think Congress has the uh, the willpower to to destroy an FBI. That's just not going to happen. I think Reagan said there's nothing closer to eternal life on Earth than uh, a government program. So we can pretty much expect the FBI is not going anywhere. Uh, but that being said, it doesn't mean that it doesn't need some significant reforms. If they put me in charge of it, I'd try to be the last guy in charge. I would shut it down um, and then maybe open up under a different brand because it's tarnished. It's uh, it's it's used the, the authorities and it is is no longer beyond repute, which is what it needs to be in order for it to be safe for agents to go and knock on those doors. So, um, you know, will it happen? No. Uh, if, at the very minimum, we should be discussing getting rid of that domestic intelligence mission. The uh, the tools like FISA 702 are incredibly dangerous. They can only be misused. There's actually not even a, a way that they can be used in, uh, for law enforcement capabilities. And so stuff like that's got to go away. If we could break into that MI5, MI6 model where we have a, you know, some sort of a domestic uh, intelligence agency, if we need one at all doing that sort of thing, then great, do that. But it shouldn't have law enforcement capacities. There's got to be a big Chinese wall before it. And, uh, and I think it's because we learned the, long, the wrong lessons from 9-11. We, uh, we went some way that we shouldn't have gone. 
Yeah, that's a really insightful. Yeah. So many people who've actually been in the bureau say exactly that, Kyle. That that's a, we got a, a good intentions, but bad direction. Um, yep. A lot of people, I've been blessed to know your story. It's such a, a cogent story. Um, for those who don't know why you blew the whistle and what happened to you, could you give us just a quick recounting? Because your, your story is so compelling. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. I worked in Washington, D.C. for about five years. I worked on a, a CI, counterintelligence, for two years, and then I uh, did three years of um, what we would call low visibility um, covert surveillance, um, primarily on, on counterterrorism targets, but we did a little bit of everything. I saw all the types of cases. And I tried to leave D.C. and the politics of it, and, and this was you know just post-COVID kind of deal. In uh, 2021, I got transferred out to Las Cruces, New Mexico, which some people don't even know is in the United States, but it is. <laughs> and uh, I went out there, and I thought, man, I'm going to get away from all this, and I'm just going to do the old old school job of an FBI agent. I got signed up to do the Indian crimes um, uh, part of our uh, criminal squad, and I was assigned to the Mescalero Apache Reservation. Seems like a real straightforward task. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Joe Biden uh, and the administration started pushing down a COVID vaccine mandate under Executive Order 14043. And then at the same time, I got an email from one of my colleagues that wasn't designed for me, but it didn't matter that I got it. And it said that the FBI was going to be investigating parents at school board meetings under a new threat tag, EDU officials. So when I had those two things at the same time, one, I was a conscientious objector to the COVID vaccine as a, as a, uh, a lifelong Catholic and a, a pro-life type guy. So I put in a, a request to be exempted. And they said, well, then you have to test for COVID every 72 hours, which I was also not comfortable with because I've been a paramedic for a decade. And uh, I had a top secret clearance and I know how to stay home if I have the sniffles when we have a you know pandemic going on in the country. So uh, they didn't see that as a, a reasonable option. And uh, so I ended up being put on AWOL, of all things. I didn't even know that was a federal status, but it was. And then um, a couple of other things. One thing led to another. I, I'm pretty confident that the combination of being a no vaccine guy plus a whistleblower didn't help me. And uh, I was suspended in April of last year. So that just gave me more impetus to push more things forward. And since then, I've exposed some other stuff like uh, a sheet showing all these militia violent extremist symbols, which you may know as right. just patriotic symbols. Um, I did some other stuff with uh, Project Veritas. They all went to Congress first. And then, you know, I, I coordinated with Project Veritas when they asked me questions about it because they obviously got them as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I basically am an unpaid 255 plus days suspended FBI, not employee, but uh, they think I am. And uh, I'm a kind of a lightning rod for them to come after me, but it allows me to show documents like this recent Catholic piece that we put out, just coming from the inside of the Bureau and exposing to the people who are paying for the Bureau. Important stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you mentioned that you were Catholic, so I wanted to get your take on, of course, this uh, intelligence product that sprang forth from the Richmond FBI field office about Catholics who attend Latin Mass being uh, white supremacists and extremists, and also this article by The Atlantic that the rosary is an extremist symbol. Um, I, I guess you could say that there are certain groups within the United States that would fall under that. And so there might have been indications that the FBI would be looking into those types of groups and possibly monitoring them from the inside. But in your time at the FBI, did you ever see in underpinnings that they would be attacking, for instance, Catholics, who I believe are the biggest religious group uh, in America? Yeah, 70 million people strong in this country. Uh, no, there's no reason for that. In fact, the FBI is probably one of the most Catholic organizations within the federal government, at least in my experience. Everybody I met was Catholic all the time. So um, it caused a real big stir and it caused a big problem for people that are inside there. In fact, I had an agent that I'd never met before call me a couple of days ago and he said, I used to drive down to Richmond to one of the uh, parishes that was listed in that intel document to go to the Latin Mass when I was attending Quantico. And um, and this is atrocious. Can you give me the name of the analyst? I'm going to call and, and uh, berate 
them. And I said, no, I can't do that, actually. But uh, but it's only because it was redacted before it got to me. The uh, whistleblower who gave it to me said, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to uh, protect some identities. And I think that's a, an honorable thing to do. End of the day, the, um, you know, the FBI is looking for white supremacy because the FBI has forecasted that there is white supremacy and it needs to go out and find it in order to fulfill its congressional, you know, dollars and mandates and the number of disruptions and cases that it has to claim. So, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen people who go to the Latin mass, but uh, people who like the TLM are not white supremacists. They are a broader group of very regular Christians who hold these very Christian views, which is that they're not a big fan of abortion. They don't particularly like uh, LGBTQ rights being jammed on them. And, uh, you know, they're probably in favor of legal immigration. And that's what this this document was trying to do. It was trying to loop all Christians in to like a single entity. And the, the doorway that it was going in was the radical traditional Catholic angle. But when you source things with the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Atlantic and Salon.com, um, you're kind of revealing what you think is important in the world. And it's not balanced and it's not very fair. It's certainly not unbiased intelligence. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, Cash Patel is going to join us to talk about that story we broke about the Pentagon leaking inappropriately to a Democratic law firm the personnel files of a dozen fighting men and women of our armed services. We'll have that right after this. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Joining us right now is somebody that knows a thing or two about the Pentagon. He was the chief of staff to the former acting defense secretary under President Trump. He's our good friend, Cash Patel. Cash, welcome back. Hey, thanks so much. Great to be with y'all. Want to get your reaction. These things don't happen easily. It takes a lot of work to trick the military into giving up a private information about service members to a third party, particularly a political organization. Sort of has a little bit of overtures of fusion GPS, other things. How concerned are you about this? Uh, extremely. It's like the final maneuver to completely politicize the organization that's supposed to be the only apolitical organization essentially in government. When we are giving away and selling likely um, our, our service members information and private data for political gain, that is a massive, massive problem. That kind of actually dwarfs what Russiagate um, uh, scandal sort of put into picture for everybody. But my biggest concern is that this was coordinated. Having run the Pentagon, there is no way the Air Force was received authorization to do this unless it came from the office the Secretary of Defense. That means Lloyd Austin and Mark Milley are directly tied to this thing. And the question must now be, why did they do it? And more importantly, as John, as you and I have always done, follow the money. How much money was exchanged for this agreement? It's not like this firm called them up and said, hey, just give us some information. It's based on data and contracts. So let's find the contract and see how much taxpayer money went to fund this political line of effort out of our DOD. 
Yeah, one thing we do know, Cash, about $140,000 changed hands between the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, that's the Democratic arm that gets mm -hmm. House Democrats elected, and this research firm that ended up doing the work and getting yep. these things. So that's the first piece of data. A lot more to come. I'm going to turn it over to Amanda now. Yeah. And, you know, you see that coordination between the or I guess I should say that connection between the DCCC mm -hmm. and this firm and cash to me, it just kind of seems like uh, we're, we're going down this road where this culture is becoming the norm, where politicization trumps everything else. If you can politicize something, if you can exploit it for the means of your party and for the benefit of your party, then it's OK. How much worse does it have to get before it gets better? Hopefully the pendulum swings back in the other direction. Yeah, look, I hope it doesn't get any worse because I really can't even concoct a scenario that's worse than selling our service members secrets and personal information for political gain. Let me just repeat that. The United States Department of Defense has sold the personal information of our men and women in uniform who sign up to serve this country. Our Department of Defense under Joe Biden and Lloyd Austin, Mark Milley have now sold that data for political gain. I don't know that it can get worse, but hopefully these committees in Congress can subpoena the these records, thanks to this record, thanks to this breaking um, story that y'all have put together, I think the Oversight Committee has a slew of subpoenas that need to go to Million Austin immediately, asking for the banking records and who authorized it. And listen, at the DOD, nothing moves without paper. There is paperwork on this at every institution within the DOD, including the Air Force, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and the Office of Secretary of Defense. Let's get that documentation for the American public to see why it was authorized and who put their name on it. Such a great point. Follow the money, follow the paper. Uh, one last thing I want to dwell on this just real quickly. Uh, the Democrats told us they were the party of me too. They put on that whole show during the Kavanaugh hearings. Here, you have an instance where one of the files yeah. involved the sexual assault of a female Lieutenant Colonel, General Ruth Green, who just happened to be running for a house seat. Mm -hmm. It gets all the way into the media. This doesn't stop until it gets put out there. We always protect sexual assault victims. Uh, is this a hip another great hypocrisy moment for Democrats? It's the two-tier system of justice that the FBI and DOJ have sort of laid out the architecture for, and now the DOD is uh, borrowing from Merrick Garland and Chris Ray on how they defend America, or actually how they fail to defend America, and how they politicize for personal gain. And the fact that no one in the mainstream media is picking up on this story, especially as it relates to a sexual assault victim and the details of that sexual assault is shocking, but unfortunately, John, not surprising. I'm glad we're covering it. And I know the House of Representatives, led by Jim Jordan and, and Comer and company, are paying attention to this. So I hope they follow the money, they follow the, the law, and they get the subpoenas out the door quickly to Austin and Lloyd. Because because this is a scandal that, in my opinion, is so far the biggest of the year next to the balloon scandal that Joe Biden just entertained. Yeah, the lack of inconsistency is remarkable. I mean, we know from the end of her campaign, of, of Jennifer Ruth's uh, campaign, that she was not going to be welcome as a member of the Congressional Black Caucus had she won her election. So it seems like they're a little bit selective when it comes to ideology and not quite the diverse party they claim to be. Okay, I wanted to ask you one last question before we let you go. we got a few minutes left. Uh, House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan has sent a letter to Christopher Wray asking questions, demanding some answers about this memo from the Richmond Field Office of the FBI regarding Catholics mm -hmm. as violent extremists. Do you expect Christopher Ray to give straight answers? No. Christopher Ray has made a career, a government gangster of the first order, lying to Congress and obfuscating details. We know that from whistleblowers. We know that the FBI is now leading investigations, not just based on race and gender and political orientation, but religious background. 
as this story highlights, because this intelligence report had to be withdrawn, effectively rescinded. And we were able to find this information out thanks to whistleblowers. So what has to happen to Christopher Ray? I'm glad Jim Jordan sent him a letter, but he needs a subpoena to follow that letter with a quick turnaround date and a demand that he testify in public for hours on end, if need be, under oath to answer these questions. And the only way he's going to do that is if they seize the money and fence it and take portions of the FBI budget so that uh, Christopher Ray can be forced to comply. Because if they don't do that, Christopher Ray will continue to fly his government-funded jet to his vacation home and dodge the United States Congress and the American people. And he has been one of the biggest failures and the biggest downfalls of the FBI in modern history. And we've, we're talking about him after the likes of Comey and McCabe, and he's given them a run for their money. And that's just tragic for the American people because our law enforcement is gone. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, Cash, we just got about 20 seconds left. Uh, Chinese balloons allowed to traverse the entire country before it shot down. Border Patrol told they can't use surveillance balloons to go after gotaways and illegal aliens. How do you explain that to the American public? It's the ultimate weaponization of our national security. I, as an American, am cheering for Joe Biden to succeed, but we are seeing why they're failing. Every decision is based on politics, race, gender, creed, and not the protection of the American people. And they're failing across the board. That's pretty succinct and pretty clear, as we always get from our good friend, Cash Patel. Thanks so much for joining us today. Have a great weekend. We'll be talking to you real soon. Thanks, guys. You too. All right, folks, up after the commercial break, a vice president from the National Rifle Association, Willis Lee, will be here. We'll be talking about the Second Amendment, the first of two blocks, focusing on your Second Amendment rights. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back, everybody. Our next guest has been on the front lines of protecting this country in the military and for fighting for the constitutional carry movement as the first vice president of the National Rifle Association. And this year, Florida could become the 26th state to allow permitless carry of all weapons. All this and more with our next guest, Lieutenant Colonel Willis Lee. Colonel, good to have you back on, sir. John, man, it's great to be here with you. I'm always glad to see you guys are doing such a great job exposing the corruption of this administration. I appreciate you having me. Oh, thank you so much, sir. Well, there was a great moment last week, maybe not a great moment, but it was a clear moment uh, when President Biden gave a State of the Union address and he said something that I want to get your reaction to. Take a quick look. It's time we do the same. Ban assault weapons now. Ban them now. Once and for all. He's going back to the old playbook, uh, but you just had an incredible event this weekend. I think there are a lot of patriots who are going to stand in the way of President Biden's plan, aren't there? Yeah, let me start with this, John. It's not going to happen. It <laughs> won't happen. You don't have the votes. 
Look, we just, uh, I, I tell you, just a celebration for the Second Amendment and for the NRA. We just had our Great American Outdoor Show in Pennsylvania this past week. 200,000 patriots came through the door. So if anybody thinks that folks aren't interested in this issue or in their freedoms, they're, they're sorely mistaken by those 200,000 patriots. Amazing numbers. I want to ask you about the, the story that John teased. Um, it was Alabama on January 1st, now Florida becoming the 26th permitless carry state. You know, a, a lot of Americans recognize the value of the Second Amendment. But when you expand that conversation to, you know, ha requiring a permit and then having to pay for the permit and in some states having to get pre-education to get the permit, talk to us about why permitless carry is so important and, and adherent to the Second Amendment. Well, you, you nailed it, Amanda, right there. It is the Second Amendment, and that's how it was written, and that's how it's meant to be. The, none of us should have to have a, uh, a reason or an excuse from government to be able to allow us to exercise our constitutional rights. In this case, I'll tell you, this is the most fun. We're Americans. We compete. So right now, and you mentioned uh, Alabama just coming on board, Florida is competing. South Carolina is looking at the same thing. Nebraska's already passed uh, one vote in their chambers this year, and we're hoping to get them on board. So one of those guys is going to be the 26th, 27th, 28th state to come along. Mm -hmm. Amazing. It's amazing to watch that it. map fill up with uh, freedom, for sure. Well, um, absolutely. And I'll tell you, this isn't the doing of, uh, of the American people or the administration. We're watching crime, just uh, crime and violence just explode across the United States. And it's enabled by Democrat officials and leftist, uh, leftist supporters who are just encouraging this. And so Americans want to be able to defend themselves, defend their families. Uh, and that's why we're seeing this outbreak of Second Amendment support. Such an important dynamic. And where the president can't get anything through Congress, he's trying to use his executive powers. Uh, the ATF now has a arbitrary and unlawful pistol brace rule, according to the litigation by the NRA. 25 states, a very important court case. Tell us what's going on there. Yeah, between the pistol brace, uh, between bump stocks, look, the ATF is trying to make law, and the ATF has no authority to make law. So what they've done now is uh, try to say that a pistol brace constitutes on a pistol, makes the pistol all of a sudden turn into a short barrel rifle. That won't stand. Uh, the Supreme Court's already decided on these issues, and now it's just a fight to get this all back through the courts. It's expensive. The litigation is expensive but necessary because the leftists just keep putting these roadblocks up in the way. In this case, the ATF, which really needs to go away if they're going to try to continue to make law, uh, and we'll win this also. 25 states have joined in, the NRA supporting this effort to get this pistol brace issue turned around because, if nothing else, the pistol brace was designed to, to help and support disabled shooters to be able to defend themselves. Uh, and this is, uh, again, overreached by unelected bureaucrats. Well, and I think that, that was one of the biggest red flags to me when I first heard about this was violations to the ADA. I, and, and also, ATF seems like another three-letter organization in this country who is, is being corrupted. But I wanted to ask you about this other case, uh, NRA v. Maria Vulo, uh, and the latest on that. Can you give us an update and what that case is all about? Oh, absolutely. We, we've seen this before. This isn't just the start. The NRA is the first to push this to the Supreme Court, though, and we're hoping the Supreme Court will grant our petition for cert on a First Amendment case as opposed to Second Amendment. And what this revolves around is watching government uh, officials across America try to use their power and the power of government to threaten corporations and industries, in our case, to not do business with the NRA or any Second Amendment supporting organization. 
in the case of New York, Maria Vulo was the uh, head of the Department of Financial Services, and she wrote a memo on behalf of then-Governor Cuomo, effectively threatening insurance agents, insurance organizations and banking organizations to not do business with the NRA or associated type of firearms industries or else. And that's that's what we're fighting now is that that's just out of the realm of government. Government shouldn't be allowed to do that. We're taking this court, uh, this case to the Supreme Court to get their ruling on it. Yeah, an important free speech and Second Amendment case combined together. That's going to be a big one to keep an eye on. I will say, I want to ask you about this. Uh, we had a whistleblower on last week from the FBI who told this story of 140 people who uh, uh, the FBI tried to open up criminal cases on simply because they took a bus to Washington on January 6th. One of the things he told us that really jumped out at us is the FBI flagged any person who had bought a gun as though just buying a gun lawfully was somehow a status for crime or criminal investigation. The mentality that's starting to seep into the federal government, how do we push back on that? This is, and it's not just the FBI, John, you know, we're seeing more about the Secret Service. We already know about the CIA, right. the NSA, all of these guys, these three-letter organizations, as Amanda just, just mentioned, these guys are out of control. And the problem is we've given them too much control through the years. Uh, you want to call them deep states, you want to call them bad characters, they've got too much control. And that's why, as an example, this First Amendment case that the NRA is taking forward is so important. But across the board, uh, a lot of this is just spying on Americans. It's taken advantage of, of the freedoms that we've given up to be able to let a government spy on us and take advantage of us. We've got to get that back. And to tell you the truth, a lot of this will start and end at the ballot box. We've got to win elections. We've got to get sane, good people in office and change this around. Sir, I want to ask you very quickly, um, we talked about during COVID, during all of the riots that were happening across America, the fact that uh, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, pistol permit uh, applications were through the roof, and it seemed like it was on both sides of the aisle. Do you continue? Do you expect to continue to see that trajectory? Not just expect. We are seeing it, Amanda. So far, right now, we're on the 42nd month in a row of firearm sales exceeding 1 million, and that's that's the low end. As, as it peters off, it goes more toward what is the norm now. All right, folks, don't touch that dial. We've got one more segment to go. Eric Pratt from Gun Owners of America. They've got one of the most important lawsuits in the country. Several states have joined Gun Owners of America. It's a historic lawsuit challenging a new ATF rule. We're going to get up to speed on that right after this. Commercial break. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Welcome back, everybody. We had another mass shooting this week, and we're repeating the same knowledge that we've had. It's not about the gun. It's about the person, the prosecutors, the failure to keep people who are not law-abiding off the streets, and yet it just keeps going on. Well, we have the perfect guest to open up the, this part of the show. He's a senior vice president of Gun Owners of America, Eric Pratt, and he's on the front lines of defending the Second Amendment. Eric, great to have you back on the show. Thank you. Always good to be with you both. Uh, this case in Michigan State just cries out that we keep pursuing the wrong thing. It's not gun control. It's woke prosecutors, failed uh, efforts to identify someone who was troubled, obviously troubled way before the moment. Uh, how do we get this conversation changed in Washington and across America? Well, I think we have to keep hammering this point home, John. Uh, it, these murders demonstrate the failure of gun control, as you said, and the deadly problems with woke prosecutors who keep throwing bad guys back out on the street. For starters, the Michigan State campus was a gun-free zone. So yeah. adult students with a concealed carry permit, they can't carry, nor can teachers. Uh, that's just an invitation to bad guys. Over 90% of the mass public shootings in this country occur in gun-free zones. And we see that many of these killers say that they were targeting these gun-free zones, like uh, the Buffalo killer last right. year. He's an example. But secondly, this guy was already a criminal. He was released early from jail. And you know, it just shows the problem with woke prosecutors who are supported, by the way, by George Soros. They keep throwing criminals back out on the street. And so guess what? You put a dangerous person like this back on the street. Well, this is what you get. The prosecutor in this case, Carol Simon, a Democrat, told her office that they were dropping mandatory prison sentences for felony firearms charges because get ready for this, because such tough prison sentences led to racial inequities. So on cue, who, who does the anti-gun left blame? Do they blame the criminal or do they blame the soft on crime prosecutors? No. As you said earlier, they blame the gun. Uh, on the other hand, when a mentally insane person, is, person uses a truck to run over people in New York, as what happened this week, where there were more casualties, they don't blame the U-Haul. No, they blame the bad guy, which is what we should be blaming all the time. It, it's such hypocrisy. Yeah, right on. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're, we're so used to uh, a certain segment of government targeting gun owners, but they also target gun dealers, FFL, uh, uh, FFLs. And we, we look at the ATF and it seems like it is more and more becoming uh, not only a legislative arm, but a law enforcement arm of our federal government. And they have this new zero tolerance policy that targets uh, FFLs. Can you talk to us about this? Absolutely. This is something that GOA actually broke through our uh, Freedom of Information Act requests. Biden has implemented a zero tolerance policy. If a gun store makes one mistake, the, a the ATF skips the traditional warnings and goes straight to license revocation. I mean, and these could be just simple, uh, you know, uh, clerical mistakes. Licensing revocations are up anywhere from 300 to 500 percent. This is the most since the early 2000s. And look, this is an attack on the gun industry and the Second Amendment. By closing down gun stores, they make it more difficult for people to get guns to defend themselves. But it's also an attempt by the Biden administration to register gun owners, because when a store is closed down, the 4473 forms are sent into the ATF, and those gun purchase records are being inputted 
into a database. So the ATF has accumulated nearly one billion records in a searchable database, which can be used to enforce Biden's recent gun ban. In other words, this is a registration database that can be used to confiscate firearms. This is bad for gun owners. It's bad for gun owner, uh, for gun stores. And, uh, you know, we were really glad that we found out about this through that FOIA request. Uh, we've released it to alert gun stores uh, and FFLs so that they can know how to better defend themselves. Yeah, an important discovery indeed. One more thing I want to get to. We only got about a minute left. Major lawsuit against the ATF over the pistol brace regulation. Uh, you, Texas, a lot of other people joining in. This is going to be a big piece of litigation, isn't it? Yeah, this, this is big. Our suit, we filed it against the ATF. Uh, in the state of Texas, along with the Texas Attorney General, Ken Paxton. We're going for an injunction. We're challenging the ATF rule, which puts millions of gun owners in their crosshairs. Uh, Americans own up to 40 millions of these pistols with stabilizing braces. The ATF has changed the rules on them, saying now that they're short-barreled rifles, if they don't get them registered within the grace period, Americans could face up to 10 years in jail and a $250,000 fine. It's a disgusting abuse of the separation of powers because they're getting around the Congress. They're uh, shredding people's constitutional rights and uh, just totally ignoring the Constitution. That's why we're challenging this. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, a Saturday edition. Thanks for spending some of your weekend with us. We're so grateful for it. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. We've got an all-star lineup of incredible members of Congress, mostly a large number of them. Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee, Congressman Ralph Norman from South Carolina, Congresswoman Claudia Tenney from New York are going to start off the show. Then we're going to turn to one of the greatest legal minds in our country, Alan Dershowitz from Harvard Law. He's going to be here. He has some very strong thoughts about that grand jury report in Georgia. And then we'll finish up with Congressman Andy Biggs and former Congressman and former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows will round out the show. Now, that's a Sunday brunch edition worth listening to. Be sure to tune in. Until then, God bless you and have a great night. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 98 98 right now.